A very good day, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Our date is the 22nd of November 2022. Well, our weather here today, it's a bit uh, wintry, actually. It's blowing a bit. Uh, Yes, uh, it's a bit cooler. It's been a bit nippier during the night. And, um, yes... You've got to expect a bit of weather this sort of time of the year. So let's go across to Matt. And Matt, uh, what is your weather like today? Well, good morning, Vince. Um, Our weather's actually pretty nice here where I am uh, in uh, Bath in the UK. Um, It's, uh, of course, the West Country. It's known for being damp uh, and uh, rainy at times. But uh, I have to say the last four days it's been pretty rainy Uh, soaked from uh, one house to another um i'm staying at my brother's at the moment and um, he's actually in Bathampton. so i've got a looking out my window here i've got a beautiful beautiful view of the B- bath valley uh which of course contains the canal and the uh, river and it is absolutely wonderful day it's a bit cloudy but blue skies hiding behind the clouds Lovely. Well, uh, you're not missing our weather. I think uh, you, it, it sounds as good there, certainly, as it is here. Now, I think the coolness here is what's uh, really knocking it. I think it was down to zero last night, and it's. Uh, I would guess it's about three or four today. I would think we're about, uh, maybe about 15 now, I would think. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, look, um, we're looking at freedom and concepts of freedom today because um, especially what's going on in Qatar, uh, there are people who um, seem to have this opinion that uh, we've got to go and change Qatar no matter what. So uh, whether we agree or disagree is neither here nor there, really. It's a question of trying to understand what freedom actually means. So uh, I think we've both already spoken off her about the fact that it's a huge area. So I'm going to start with um, looking at uh, the, the rights of freedom versus the responsibilities of freedom. So where will we go on that one, do you think? Well, I've been... uh, You gave me this to me a couple of days ago. um, And the more I read about it, all the deeper and deeper it gets. And the more I realise nowadays, in a sense, the less freedoms we're actually giving ourselves. But uh, the freedom to... Of spe- I mean, there's so many freedoms, freedom of speech, freedom of rights, freedom of political views, women's freedom. Um, I mean, I don't know where you even start with it. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really... That doesn't answer your... I apologise, that doesn't answer your question. But, uh, really, but I just... Uh, it's, it's a maze. Well, you've um, really, you've jumped the gun just a tiny bit because that was exactly was the point I wanted to start off with. Uh, you know, what is a definition? Anything that can get us started. So it's the power or right to act, speak or think as one wants. The state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. I think those are quite good areas to look at. So they are Vince, but they're very, very far apart, <laughs> aren't they? Just this is, I suppose, really what prompted my thought to discuss all this is that people speak with such certainty about, you know, it's our right, and um, you know, it's our freedom we're talking about, and yet, really, the minute you are becoming free you might well be impinging on somebody else and making them less free. Um, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. There is, There doesn't seem to be a modicum of sensibility with anything these days. It seems to be so... Uh, I, I, I will do what I want, and it doesn't matter whether that enslaves somebody else. Absolutely. Um, You know, I was looking at uh, everything that's going on in this Football World Cup 
um, and thinking that is that the ra- is that the round ball? <laughs> it is the round ball. Um, <laughs> in fact, I think it was going just a little bit before the uh, Webb Ellis picked up the round ball and decided to run with it. So <laughs> that's correct. It was a little tiny bit. Yeah. Okay, but the thing really is that the minute you've got a freedom. I think you have a responsibility because I think the whole point of the freedom is that somebody is sort of giving something. It's uh, That's the first thing that, that, that I was thinking about. If you've got something that is a freedom, then somebody is allowing you something. And therefore, yeah. the reciprocal gesture would be the um, the art of giving something back or the responsibility that goes with that thing that's been given so um which is the more powerful then is it the is it the freedom is it the right or is it the responsibility now that is a good one and i can see exactly where you're coming from with that and then i would say probably it's the responsibility yeah the actual the take it the, the the having um what you want is one thing, but somebody allowing you, I believe it's a yin and a yang situation. Um, you can't have one without the other and you've got to be, you've got to reciprocate. If somebody gives you something, you have to reciprocate back. You don't have to, but if you don't, then there'll be some conflict. Well, I think that's definitely the right area to start looking at because, um, I mean, the minute we have a freedom to speak, um, or the freedom. Do we? Well, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the question, really, because, um, you know, we have a, a, a thing that crops up all the time. Freedom, it's our freedom of speech. But really, when you are speaking, I think the, uh, the power of education really is to help you understand that when you say certain things or maybe get towards an understanding that the more that you think about what you're saying needs you to be more careful about how you say things and what you say. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that completely now in nowadays, especially, but, but not when I was a lad, for example, there were lots of throwaway. The word, the, our vocabulary wasn't so complicated for a start. Um, our meanings behind what we said wasn't so complicated. Everything was much more simple. Now, if you say something, somebody thinks about it, whether it's right, wrong, freedom of speech or whatever, and they can make a, a derisory or a positive comment on it, depending on how their, their, their stance is. But you, you really can't, you can't really say what you want to without having to think about it first. I've just been revisiting um, uh, one of my podcasts that I made with Len Barry, who had the hit one, two, three. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and it was very enlightening, really, because he was talking then about reverse racism and things that uh, we don't really, uh, at that time, we sort of weren't talking about and uh, when you really look at things like there's a series that I've just been uh, starting to watch on uh, Netflix which is about the neighborhood and it's um, it's a black series and you know they are now showing us just how woke everything is and, and how you know we're jumping on any, anybody that says anything that we might disagree with and at the end of the day uh, which is a terrible expression. Sorry about that. Um, but you know, by the time you're thinking about lots of different things, the the fact is that most people don't really choose the words that carefully. Most of us want to just rush out all our words quickly, and then you know, then we maybe start thinking, "Oh, hang on, I shouldn't have said that." Or it be, it becomes a little bit more difficult to retract once it's gone out there and people uh, are judging you by what you've said when really sometimes you didn't mean to say it and certainly you didn't want it to come out the way it's come out. Yeah, I, th- I think, I mean, for me, what you're saying is, is my feelings that uh, the world has actually got a much worse place and we don't, we, you're right. We do not consider what we talk about to other people or what we say. And it's only m- maybe uh, in retrospect that we actually worry about what we've said 
um, and whether it would have any, um, you know, uh, effect on who we've said it to. I think we've sort of our boundary, lots of boundaries of, you know, the ones that kept us free. The bound, in a way, the boundaries that kept us free are have actually gone. So this enormous space that we have in front of us now, we don't know where to go with this freedom that we've got. That really, it, that we don't know how to use. Yeah, and, and we sometimes we just don't want to discuss certain things, which really are the basis of why we're all disagreeing. I mean, we we go first of all to uh, the right to life and the abortion lobby. And the fact that, for example, when I was growing up as a Catholic, we were always um, being urged to be, especially as boys, uh, to be a little bit more uh, respectful of especially the Sixth and the Ninth Commandments in uh, the Christian tradition, which was basically um, to learn to think with your head and your mind rather than thinking with certain parts of your anatomy. And yet, as we get older and as we get more and more into life, then, you know, you can see quite clearly that it's a continual onslaught against young people to behave in a certain way, which was virtually the opposite of what we were being taught um, in the religious sense in our schools. Well, I, I, on that sort of theme, I, I'm, as I said, I'm over in the UK at the moment. I went to the supermarket yesterday or the day before. And, and I, I wasn't, I suppose it's my age, if you like, as well. But there was half an aisle, I'm not joking you, half an aisle devoted to condoms, <laughs> uh, lubricants, all of the accessories that you might want for, for, uh, making love and uh, quite openly available to everybody and anybody who wanted to walk past. Not that I'm saying that's a wrong thing. Uh, I'm not, but <coughs> excuse me. It is just not the same way as it used to be. I can remember going into the barbers when I was about 16 and the barber saying to me, anything for the weekend, sir. <laughs> yeah. And I was, and I was so embarrassed at that. And I thought to myself, what an, I didn't even know what he meant to be perfectly honest, <laughs> uh, but that was a uh, that was you know that's fifty years ago. We've come seem to have come such a long way since then. Yeah, um, absolutely, uh, and especially, I think it's this difference, this distinction between the uh, the words making love and having sex, and I think quite honestly that's where we're beginning to all lose it. Because uh, when you look at the abortion and the uh, great debate, you know, we would not be having a discussion about anything if our mothers uh, had decided that they were going to abort either of us. And so when we look at freedom, I think that's probably even the basis of what we should be discussing because, you know, Sometimes I think it's so easy to overlook those nine months that your mum has had to carry you around, you know, walking around with a a weight that's obviously difficult, especially in the hotter months. Um, All the awkward things that go with um, childbirth and with, you you know, the freedom has gone for mum once Dad has decided that uh, we're going ahead and we're both now going to have a child. So, you know, as a male, I think we do tend to get off fairly lightly. Where... No, I, I agree. I completely agree with you in terms of having a child. It's very easy for, uh, I don't know, however long it takes to uh, produce an egg, uh, to produce a sperm for an egg. And uh, then that, that's it. But I think that in itself is, you know, the family Let's go a little bit, take that a little bit further on. And once you've got a child, you've got a family. But the family unit now seems to be completely changed as well. I mean, sex, making love is something totally different. They're two different things altogether, in my opinion. Um, But nowadays, I would argue that a lot of younger people have sex and don't even consider it um, 
as making love or even bringing in the word love. It's a feeling of gratification or joy to themselves, which brings us into another area of selfish society. But I don't believe for one minute that there are many that go out on a Friday or Saturday night now and actually really think of the act of making love as making love that's just having sex for the night. Well, well, I think um, this is now we're looking at the the freedom of well, the freedom first of all that certainly I don't think I had uh, up till certainly the age of sixteen. Uh, there was no way that I would go out and be part of having to make decisions like that because um, absolutely, you know, uh, like probably yourself. My my mum and dad were strict. Certainly, my dad more than my mum. Um, and certainly at school we'd get uh, leathered because we had a leather strap that punished us if we started thinking um, maybe and doing things that we shouldn't have been doing. But the the point really is if we're looking at freedom we are probably as a male we're taking away the freedom of our partners and people that we hopefully love and respect to have a normal life and we take that away for nine months because they give us the um you you know the the joy of of producing a child and then obviously having our family and with it i would i would argue that a little bit because i'm not saying it's a job and it's a a job that's expected but you know a, a woman is designed as was eve to to bear a child and a man wasn't um you know we we get the lucky end of the stick whether we are supportive to our partners enough, that's a different argument and whatever. But I think for, you know, women, generally speaking, have they bear the brunt of it because they are the, you know, they are the chosen one, if you like. Well, I think I mean, you just... It takes you on to this other thing of, of um, you know, everybody being able to have a baby now. They're even trying to make males. Let males put implant wombs and let them carry uh, babies. I mean... The, the the world's gone blooming mad. Well, I think it's probably more than just gone mad. I think, quite honestly, we're talking about the nub of why... Uh, we're having all these problems in the world because, quite frankly, you can tell quite uh, quite simply, if you really keep it simplistic, that a, a woman is supposed to produce a child and the male is supposed to fertilise and then we have the family. And, of course, I think I, I bore that many people trying to tell them about the fact that, you know, when I went to read the Communist Party manifesto, they they were talking about defeating capitalism by defeating the family. Well, I think this is really a, a very, very key thing that's going on in the world in a general sense. I mean, don't forget, China's actually um, had a law where you could only have one child in a family, which really, yeah. if we're going to go with there is a God and what God is trying to do, then it's going totally against the concept of God. And therefore, um, you, you know, you have a conflict of a freedom there straight away. But if we if we just say, OK, the first maybe signs of freedom, if you like, is around the birth of a child or our own lives. Let's not forget that while we're talking about birth or anything like that, we're talking about ourselves, of course. And when you've got uh, parts of society now who are trying to change what exists, in other words, a male and a female and the bond and the child, I think you can see now that there is a good enough uh, shall we say, a picture that maybe this idea of the forces of good and the forces of evil become a lot more clear and maybe that's where our freedoms start the conflict because we are free to think at the moment and we're free to act but the responsibility that we should be taking alongside seems to have gone um, really totally out of the window now, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, I, we we think along the same lines like that. Um, I, I, my as as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, it's all true. How how do we get even back to a an area where 
we gain some form of stability that we can move forward to to get our freedom back. Well, I think we've got we've got to realise that you know no matter how wonderful we all think we are, um, the, the man has created money and systems of re- remuneration and reward, which basically uh, are now totally and utterly trying to destroy what we've believed has been our religious upbringing. And so you've got to make a decision somewhere along the line whether you're going to stay with the traditional values, which is that, you know, you believe in God or whatever God that you think is uh, your creator. And therefore, that if you've been given that, uh, so that's being given that that freedom of having a life, um, then the responsibilities that go with it are to look after it and also to try and live sensibly and um, responsibly with people um, but now we have the problems because we've got all those different freedoms that we were, and uh, in, in particularly you were looking at earlier. But I mean, if we look at um, the freedom of um, just being born as the first freedom, then, you know, this lobby of people who want to say that that responsibility lies with the mother to have an abortion I think now, um, after probably a lifetime of not really understanding just how important that is, I think I'm beginning to see a bit more clarity of why that needs to be really thought through. Because um, there are certain people in society who think that you can just go out, have sex and then abdicate your responsibilities. So you've got the freedom to have the sex and then you've got the responsibility which should be to look after the situation you have created because you couldn't be bothered to either visit the aisle that you were talking about in the shop or behave responsibly in whatever way was necessary according to your beliefs. That's what I think is the problem now. Yeah, and I think, you know, when we were growing up, whether you were a Catholic or a Protestant or a you know, whatever you were. Uh, I'm not so sure about the Eastern religions, to be perfectly honest, because some of the stories I hear are pretty horrendous regarding their beliefs and what they do. But um, certainly within the sort of westernized uh, ch- churches, and it was it was something that was never really spoken about, but was always made uh, quite clear of what you should and what you shouldn't do. I know, for example... Um, the Catholic college we went to, that was definitely, things there were definitely a no-no um, in terms of uh, any forms of uh, physical relationships. But then it was a Catholic college. And, uh, I mean, in a way, it made it even more <laughs> more of a game to uh, catch a young lady. But um, it was, uh, I, I don't, I, it's a really confusing topic now because, that what we're talking about, I think, has actually gone past. I don't think it's relevant nowadays at all. I don't think. I think the very fact that there are products in supermarket aisles, the morality is that yes, that will help everybody and that will stop maybe somebody having a kid. I don't think we really even think about it. I've I, I saw on the dreadful Facebook the other day, somebody congratulating somebody for having a a, a child. Not married, not um, not. Um, they've only been together, I think, a few months. But they're going to settle down, have a life together, and uh, and I wish them every single success in the world. But for some, some something inside me says, you've we've got so many pressures outside of our lives or in, on our lives these days um, that that's going to be a very very difficult thing to do. And also whether they've got the full support of all of both families. Yeah, it it is, isn't it? It's absolutely crucial that society in a general sense starts thinking about this freedom that we all have, which is basically to um, maybe act responsibly or maybe the freedom to act 
irresponsibly and then, like so many young guys, just depart the scene of the crime. And I think that's the first freedom that we should really focused on uh, and have focused on for the first part of our, our conversation. Um, so yeah. if we then maybe go to one of the next freedoms, which is basically yeah, um, yeah the freedom of speech. Now, obviously, we live in a country that has had a dictatorship. And, you know, we never really have lived... Uh, in England, under this cloud of not being able to say what we really felt. I mean, all this woke stuff and the things that have happened after the 60s, they really didn't seem to exist, uh, although they must have been there in the background um, because, let's be honest about it, the the war that was fought, um, you know, we know that in the Second World War, uh, loose tongues cause, um, cause deaths or something like that, I remember was one slogan. Uh, I don't remember what the saying is. Yes, loose tongues cause... Mm. Oh, I don't remember what it what it was, but there was a saying, definitely. But I, I mean, I don't know about you. I I, uh, I would hate to think that you walking down this particular street. Uh, in fact, I can relate quickly to this Netflix series that just started watching, and you know, you only have to say one word, which is out of um, the, the 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 range of which people are now beginning to think. And then somebody accuses you of being woke and then they um, call call the police. I mean, you know, it, it's almost like people have got to a stage where they think somebody can't even get annoyed about bad service. So if you have the freedom to speak, yes, I think you've got to have the freedom to um, complain in a responsible fashion. Um, but we're going to lose the freedom to even complain about poor service, the way things were going. And that is something which the freedom of speech alone is a huge area to talk about, isn't it? Well, it's immense. It's it's immense. We haven't, you know, we haven't, if we spent all day talking about it, we would go probably round and round in circles. But, you know, we wouldn't finish the topic because it would go one way, another way, another direction, um it's vast it's it's vast um freedom of speech i mean i go back to enoch powell and his freedom of in the rivers of blood speech he, he he had his his rights knocked down almost immediately he wasn't allowed to say it um and i think the trouble is now the we've we've handed over not power as such but we've handed over the ability to speak to every to everybody and actually some people aren't even qualified to write their names let alone speak out publicly about something um and we're we're completely restricted um but within ourselves of being worried what to say in case we offended anybody absolutely um i'm looking at a few notes i'd, I'd made about this uh i mean just by changing the prop uh, proposition uh, preposition, sorry, uh, you, you start changing the concept. Like, for example, freedom from. So if you're thinking of freedom from, um, you know, freedom from police brutality would be one quick uh, way, way that I could think about that one. Um, freedom to, um, freedom to walk down the road without anybody stopping the car and challenging you, which has been something that's happened in certain countries in the past. And then, of course, now we've got the freedom to be what we want to be. Well, I mean, for many, many years, it's the question of um, really trying to conduct ourselves in a way that whatever our freedom is, we don't, because we are making ourselves something, offend other people who basically, um, well, probably a better idea would be to look at uh, somebody walking towards you who's got um, nose piercings and uh, you know, all sorts of piercings in the face and there are an occasional individual that crops up where the whole body is totally pierced. And, of course, you know, as you go past, you, you're not really sure how you should react, if you should react, how you should react. And uh, people forget that a lot of this has come from the fact that in the um, primitive 
uh, sort of peoples, then, you know, when they're going to go to war, they want to intimidate each other. So therefore, that is really partly an act of intimidation. Somebody is trying to intimidate people for whatever reason, um, just by the way that they maybe uh, will, will present themselves to the world. Yeah, I mean, Australians, New Zealanders, the Maoris, they, they, before they went into battle, they would tattoo themselves and they would tattoo themselves with, with um, victories, victory uh, uh, tattoos. Um, for years, for centuries, they've been doing it. So, and they're, and they're frightening when they, you look at them and they're... Okay, apologies to our listeners because uh, we had a slight interruption. Um, everything seems to have got back to uh, back on track, and we were talking about the Maoris um, tattooing themselves. So, if you can pick it up from there for me, please, Maz. Yeah. Okay. And uh, of course, playing rugby and uh, competing against some of these guys, they, they were very they they were trying to intimidate you and take away your freedom effectively as you were playing against them in order for them to uh what to, to get an advantage uh so it's a it's i think freedom is yin and yang or in every single case yeah well i suppose really that's a good point to actually start looking at the freedom to protest and uh, in particular is what's been going on in the uh, UK and around the world is this business of uh, just stop oil, um, global warming and things that really are making those people who feel freedoms are under threat or maybe they just want to be i don't know activists or whatever um the responsibility now seems to have been totally and utterly abdicated so when you have people that can stop the traffic stop people going to hospitals stop people going to uh, legitimate legitimate well, you was going to say legitimate activities um well that that means really uh, that it's fairly obvious that you're taking away other people's freedom by demanding your freedom to do something that up to this point in time has never been what we would say uh, an everyday um, activity. No, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, we're, we're, we're two minds on this because it really is, or two minds together on this, we, it, it, it's farcical. It is farcical by the very act of what they're doing even the, the, their protest is stopping other people's freedom of, of movement, of of ability to earn money, of of everything. I, I was reading an article the other day, and I was seeing that no, there is no excuse at, in a workplace now in some companies. If you're stopped attending work, you will be deducted your uh, deducted money, your wages, um, through no fault of their own. Lorry drivers who need to pass and to go through these roadblocks. It's it's wrong. It's morally wrong that they do these things, I think, yeah. in my opinion. No, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. But what's more baffling is uh, that there's a website where these people can go with freedom to go and uh, apply for money as a grant to disrupt everybody at the whim of something which really most people... I'll include myself, um, aren't totally sure about one way or the other. Um, I think most people know that um, weather, climate is cyclical. Uh, we have uh, times when it's been an ice age. We have other times uh, when it may be uh, far too hot. But to blame it on uh, the production of oil and, uh, you know, the cars, really when you can read enough to maybe have a good idea that it's a political activism that's going on to try and change us all so that if we all get an electric car, virtually at the flick of a switch, people can be totally and utterly immobilized. And yet, yeah. and yet you see, well, the, these other people don't seem to see it that way. I, I don't know how they see it. I don't know, I don't know what goes on in their, well, I was going to say pea brains, but... Some of these guys are really educated people, but they don't seem to... The other thing that goes along with this, to a degree, is they don't want to seem to work. 
they don't actually want to seem to contribute to anything. And also, your memory is probably better than mine, and, and your knowledge is probably deeper. Um, didn't I read as well somewhere that the people behind this, um, all these um, um, objections and uh, stoppages, are actually quite a big um, company on the completely other side? Yep, yep, you're... So they're, they're, you're right. Uh, it's in particular from uh, people who have actually made money out of selling oil, which which yeah. is nonsense, isn't it? Well, unless it's to do with the electricity batteries coming in, or the fact that oil, the diesel and fuel fossil fuels won't be um, allowed in the future or won't be available in the future. I mean, they're certainly pricing themselves out of the market at the moment because everybody's suffering. Um, with electricity and and oil and gas, but it, it's it, it not this none of this makes any sense whatsoever to you and I who have lived through decades of of change. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I think the 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 sillier thing um, fr- from one of the many silly things is that the. Batteries, which we are going to all be using for the cars. The lithium. Yeah, they are not. They're poisonous and they are not biodegradable. So if you followed the argument of why they're supposed to be making us take the electric route, then they've just defeated it by telling you that that will all go back into the ground and won't become biodegradable. So... That doesn't make any sense to me at all. What does make more sense is that there are people who want to maybe have the chance of doing what happened on the east coast of America a couple of years ago, which is when the power went, everybody just had to stop and and they they didn't know what on earth that they could do until the weather improved. But this isn't weather. This is a group of people who seem to be hell-bent on creating the change or impinging on the freedoms that up till the time that we got to the COVID crisis, um, we seem to be enjoying. I mean, the world has changed and it seems to me that our freedoms are the biggest thing that are under attack at the moment, even our lives with some people, um, because I'm afraid from what I'm reading and from what I'm seeing, okay, if we don't... Uh, take the side of totally taking the side of the conspiracy theorists, there's enough evidence to say that people don't seem to realise that even the vaccines aren't presented to us as a trial. It says on the boxes, apparently, that there are, it's a trial and there is no... No, it does. And there's it no does. comeback. So... Yeah. Well, what, how, how could they possibly... You know, normally it takes 10 years for a vaccine to be to go through its trials and its tests. They pulled this out in less than 18 months. Well, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it's we've all to we've all been duped a little bit by. Well, no, we've been duped by the vaccination. But the point, the whole point of it is, if you didn't have it, you couldn't do anything. Still now, I, I, I know, rightly or wrongly, um, that there are. Uh, people that produce duplicates, or not duplicates, but will forge you a document to say that you've had it. Yes. I mean, it's 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 bizarre. And also, I mean, I've just travelled um, from Spain to the UK. No mask, no 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 um, inoculation necessary, no vaccination certificate required. Nothing. It's almost as if it's just gone away. Well, I think uh, with just trying to make sure we we keep uh, within the parameters of the uh, idea of this freedom. Freedom. Yeah. <laughs> which is very, very easy to uh, waft away from. Um, if... Well, but it has, is that wafted away? It's not really because it was, that was about controlling our freedom. Well, exactly. I think the problem is that was a trial, wasn't it? It was, can, I, I, what can I we get away with? I think worse to come. Yeah, I think so as well. That's the way I see it, because I think that was the trial. See how far we can push. Um, I I watched a Spanish uh, thing that came out 
across the internet yesterday and it was basically telling us that um, our Prime Minister, uh, Pedro Sanchez, uh, has made the biggest blunders, you know, by complying. And uh, you see, the thing is, it's this idea of the freedom of information now because that again uh, begs the question, freedom for us to receive whose information and the responsibility has already been abdicated by those who are supposed to lead us through a parliament or maybe even respected journalists repeating um, from the TV and the radio stations what we're all supposed to believe is the truth. I don't know about you, Matt. I'm finding it more and more difficult to know what truth actually is. Well, I'm using the uh, my TV... Uh, remote control much more these days to turn the thing off because as soon as I hear something that to me as a I would say a sensible man um, doesn't make sense I turn it off I don't want to be bombarded by some bombastic parliamentarian or some uh, somebody from some sect somewhere that tells us that something's going to happen my, my roots has always been to be scientific and mathematical, and they haven't let me down. I'm very uh, open to, to people's feelings. I care about my fellow man uh, a lot, but I, I, the, 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 the news people, whoever is controlling this, and again, it, it comes down into this massive uh, perspective of freedom, because I, I think we're far less free now than we've ever been. Yep, I would agree with that. And uh, certainly what I like to do is I look at the soaps and I'm looking to see what's coming down the line because uh, it's very often that you'll see there's a theme in about four different soaps that will appear all round the week that uh, maybe uh, that particular issue is being addressed. And so... You might have a freedom by not watching one particular soap, but the freedom is taken away when it's leaking across into the other soaps. And that's a terrific way that they've been using uh, us as guinea pigs to uh, start changing us. And I think, quite honestly, um, when we look at the freedom of information... now. I talk very often about this website that each government has, which is the Agenda 2030 page on the government website. And every time I talk with anybody about it, practically nobody has ever read it. And yet, you know, it answers the questions like, for example, um, we're not free to walk around Spain without our papers. Okay, so I've always got my papers with me. I'm always half expecting to be asked to produce them. And now and again, when I'm shopping, maybe I have to produce them. Whereas I look at the UK. Yes, but I've told you, Vince, you must stay out of the ladies' lingerie shops. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, I mean, in in a serious sense, if if, if you're looking at 40,000 people that have come in to the UK and they don't need to have papers, then what are we worrying about carrying papers for when other people can come from an area where maybe disease has been rife, where old diseases are now being imported back into the country, where people are now seeing that all this, um, you, you know, the vaccinations that we've had over decades are now being challenged by in people who are coming in on boats um, who are, are maybe uh, they do they've not had the same attention to detail and, and all the children haven't had the same vac- vaccinations that our children have had something no, very it's, strange it's it's a, it's it's a lunacy it's a lunacy it doesn't you're right it doesn't make any sense and here in spain i would have to say that I believe it's a money-making exercise, um, and that that is it regarding the uh, the stoppages and things that you get here. I mean, you know, if you haven't got your right paper when you're stopped in a car, I mean, it's law here to have your license and your insurance. They know the insurance anyway because it's linked to the vehicle of the car here now. Yeah. So that's not, not a problem in Spain, and I think it's the same in the UK. Even before they've stopped you, they know whether you have insurance, and it's an a valid MOT, same in Spain. 
But it's again, it's but it, in Spain specifically, it's about money. Here in the UK, as far as I can see, there are very limited police police anywhere. There's not, I haven't seen a police car yet since I've been here five days, um, or a policeman, or certainly none on the streets. And I think that's a completely uh, different topic. But it does come into freedom because the police used to maintain a sense of freedom for us by, I view it as protecting us, well, making but- sure that we were able to go about our business and do what we wanted. Now it's a free-for-all for those who want to be robbing or pickpocketing or stealing or whatever in the streets. That suggests to me that the control that, whatever the authorities that are doing this, uh, not even authorities, people that basically want to do this, um, they are trying to control people using the media as the um, the German problem uh, evolved, you know, during the Second World War. So the techniques to worry people to... I mean, it's like you watch... Uh, suddenly, uh, we've got, you know, uh, come and get the flu vaccine. Now, according to what we were all being told last year, uh, it was almost like the flu had disappeared and nobody was having the flu. But suddenly, the, the flu's back. We've all got to have the flu vaccine or it's certainly being suggested and... Uh, uh, then, you know, you'll get a message on your phone from the local health, health centre to endorse the message that has come out via the TV advert, which people um, are, you know, I think subject to this brainwashing exercise, uh, which unfortunately is part of the freedom. You know, uh, they've got the freedom to put out all these things. Uh, we've got the freedom to switch it off, but very, very few people do actually exercise the freedom of switching off the TV. I think that's the problem, isn't it? Well, I, I think it's also an age thing as well. Maybe even a thought process thing. I, I'm not entirely sure, but I now, I cannot. I, if I'm listening to something that I really truthfully believe is utter tosh, I will turn the TV off or I will walk out and I will let whoever's with me watch the TV and, and uh, we, we, we have lost control. I mean, our freedom, the more I'm talking to you today, this, the, I'm realising how much we've actually lost, how much has disappeared. And without really, it's been sublime. It's just disappeared. It's, it's been taken away from us. And, and going back to your thoughts on the newspapers, and it's got to be coming from, from them. I mean, to get, to get the same story, you were talking about four soaps across, say, four channels. Yeah. Now, those four channels are independent, in theory, independent channels. And you're com- completely correct that their themes on some of the stories that they run are identical, if well, similar, if not identical. Now, that isn't coincidence that really isn't coincidence so you must be telling me that somebody is organizing that through whatever route whatever whatever medium somebody's organizing that so that these all occur at the same time yeah I'm it, sh- it's too it's too it's not coincidence is it no well i think um unless my memory might not be serving me well uh, for example, if you look at the likes of Emmerdale and Coronation Street um, and something that was on Channel 4, I can't remember the name of the soap, uh, but I know there's a there's a group of writers who would be meeting and having, um, you know, their agendas set. So therefore, uh, they would then be guided by the editor and the sub-editor in the media that they're working with. So, you know, you can see how it's quite easy to do this. And then, of yeah. course... But uh, what about EastEnders, who follow the same, same similar you know, similar storylines. Well, I think this is where the freedom of the BBC and the way that they've allowed people to infiltrate virtually every aspect of the BBC now. I think you can see that quite clearly if you want to sit and study it. And I think you've brought up a very good example, which is uh, EastEnders, because, um, you know, it's this idea of does the soap reflect the uh, things that are going on or 
does the soap or do the soaps promote? And I think they have made the decision that that's where you can promote. Now, for example, um, you, you can see quite clearly that you have a range of programmes that come in. Um, from various TV areas where you can see, for example, uh, we used to have um, mixed blessings and then the next one was love thy neighbour and then after doing the side by side, then suddenly you've got the Fosters, which was an all black um, series. Uh, so, you, you know, they, they, they change people's perceptions in steps and then eventually um, our freedom of uh, maybe allowing ourselves the luxury of knowing is this the way it should be seems to diminish. And also they're very clever the way they produce maybe the right actor to do the right job to make us completely and utterly duped as to whether or not this is the way that we should see something. No, I think all this is all linked in. And I think it's been going on for all our lifetimes without us being aware of it, quite honestly. I, I think it's certainly come from the 70s to 70s, definitely, definitely. I'm not certain. I mean, maybe maybe Elvis Presley was the, the made everybody sit and think, well, maybe we should be doing something not to allow this sort of stuff to be going on or to promote it or whatever. But I think that he may have instigated that back in the 50s, but certainly since the 70s, that this has been formulating now if you look at it retrospectively since way back then but what is this what is this we're just you you and i are talking about thing our feelings and the way we feel the you know from our experience the way we feel that the world is going and and there is nothing concrete that's the trouble there are plenty of conspiracies there are plenty of conspiracy theorists but nobody actually knows well, I'm afraid that's the problem, isn't it? Because, you know... Yeah, exactly. And then we we have this problem, and then we and other people that go into the teaching profession, we've got to decide how to present the way that we've been taught originally, and then this new way of thinking that, um, you know, for example, uh, this last year in the papers, you've had Christian teachers uh, or, you know, pe people who are teachers and then they just happen to be of a particular faith. Um, in comes all the woke stuff. Uh, you've got to start teaching the transgender and uh, all the different uh, um, whatever, you know, they, they particularly want to decide. And uh, if you don't teach it, then you you're out. You you don't have your job after years of service, and uh, I think working. I read. I think I read actually that they're they're stopping religious studies in schools, aren't they? Well, that wouldn't surprise me because they've been going there for a long time, and you you know. Yeah, the... I think it's. I think it's. I think it's stopped now. I don't think it's on. I'm not even sure you can ask for it on the curriculum, but the religious studies as such has gone. What freedom? does a parent have these days because if you are now saying that you know children have the freedom to bypass the parent and go to um, either the police or the authorities and uh, for example on um, I think it was on Emmerdale the other day they had uh, some kids um, again you only need to look at the way the family's made up to know how successful this program has been um, you've got a couple of kids with um, the I think the, the you know somebody decided they would phoned the social services out of malice social services came round and then you know the mum the young mum had to defend her right to uh, sort of not have to strip off and uh, show any signs of um, maybe things that had happened to her and all this sort of thing it got very very messy but um, you, you know these script writers uh, how far do they go you know where, where's fiction and where's fact well, it's I don't I don't think script writers or story writers actually have any fiction or fact in their mind. They want sensationalism, so they will make up any story that suits their uh, premit of what they're doing. They they will they will they just make it up. I mean, I I write or I, I wrote twelve pantomimes for our and twelve shows for our uh, Broadway Academy 
when we, we had it here in Spain. And and I I really enjoyed it because I could sit down and write and make up whatever I wanted to for comedy or for experience. I always used to try and put a moral into the into the story um, because that's just the way I am and the way we 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 work we roll. Well, um, and it's uh, sorry if you can hear some bip in there. It's somebody trying to get hold of me. Okay. Um, but uh yeah it's it's quite amazing it's quite amazing really that that how you, you can just i don't know what just influence people by doing by writing or doing things sublimely i've learned to do it i'm sure you can do it as a teacher that's what we did uh if you directly say anything to anybody they ignore you, tend to ignore you now. But nowadays, it see in the old days, but nowadays it seems you can shout and scream at somebody. You can sit in the road and stop traffic. You can do what anyway, at what you want to. And freedom has stopped. You know, as we've been talking, I've been realising that we, as I said before, we don't have freedom anymore. No. Well, I, I think the the thing that I'm finding very difficult, first of all, is the, the the likes of the abortion uh, lobby uh, has really prompted me starting to think really a lot more seriously about whether the real problem is with these uh, kids. Uh, don't forget, we, we've been kids in the past, so, you know. Uh, but young people having the freedom to just have uh, sex no matter what happens but not taking the responsibility to look after the uh, the child that comes with that responsibility by all means it's a lovely answer isn't it? a lovely quick answer just get rid of the baby but I mean that involves more suffering from the mum it involves uh, a lot of um, really very very deep soul searching by probably um, the female more than even the male at a later stage in life when they begin to realize the gravitude of consequence of what they've done yeah i mean that's sort of an area where here in spain the the church (coughs) the church is far more relevant to the mother of jesus in actual fact it's something that uh, i was far more aware of since i came here um because you know there is there are so many more prayers and devotion to mary and her life and of course uh, let me just quickly tell you that when you uh, come back uh, i went to a little place near pedrera up in mount uh, denia in the mountains is a lovely little chapel and um, the life of a priest who um, w- did some wonderful work where we actually had uh, the, the the horrible diseases that the uh, this particular area has had in the past you know um, wow. uh, it, it's just really we we have the freedom thankfully still to discuss something which seems to be being eroded at virtually every uh, tweak and turn and twist that we're making and I just wonder what freedoms are going to be taken from us maybe this winter I don't think that's quite got there just well, yet I was just about to add an addendum to your uh, remark then that I we we have it for now I think we have it for this moment I don't think that there could be anything categorically written down that it will be in a month, in six months, in 12 months, that we will have the same freedom, inverted commas, that we have now. Because I think things are slowly being taken away from us. Our own decision-making is being taken away from us. We're being led down a funnel uh, to, in order for us to all think the same, which must goes back to thinking that it's, it's communism coming in. Well, that's exactly what I've felt and suspected for ages. I, I don't like the automatically uh, the uh, uh, the autonomous in, in intelligence and the computers. I think it's a very very dangerous area. Um, this is not done with uh, any in, um, robots or anything, but I'm going to play something. Which just shows you, I'm going to ask you the question, what would you associate with this music now? Would you say we've come to the end of our hour? 
I would say that we've come to the end of our hour, Vince. <laughs> Which shows you, you see, the way we can program people just by the press of a button or maybe one tune that uh, you decide to play. Uh, look, it's been going on forever, but I think, uh, we think we've both shown maybe anybody that's uh, weathered this hour together with us just, you know, we don't really all know exactly what we're talking about, do we? No. And, 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 I, and I think that the more people I see on TV uh, purporting to uh, know what they're, they're talking about, the more I realise there's very few people who do know what's going on and what they're talking about. But uh, what can we do? Matt, we can think of another topic to uh, enthrall our listeners next week. So uh, stand the line for one second. I'll come straight back to you. I'm just going to play the music out and thank you for your time. Been a very interesting discussion. Lovely. Thanks, Vince. Thanks, Matt. Ooh,